Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit w2mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. Aaron Ekblad. Alexander Barkov. Nicholas Backstrom. Mason Marshman, Harry Broadhurst, and Eric Watkins. What do these six names have in common? Well, the first four have a lot in common. The second two, eh, not so much. Good evening, afternoon, whenever you happen to be watching, and welcome to the Broadhurst Watkins Sports Report. Sports in black and white. As we present a special stream of consciousness edition while getting to our regular stuff as well of... Panthers, Capitals, Game 2 of Round 1 of the Eastern Conference Playoffs. First round. Hey, Eric. Uh, you ready? Mm-hmm. Hold, hold on. I'm going to do my best Karnak here. You ready? Ready. Abraham Lincoln. Richard Nixon, Taft, I think. Okay. And the NHL team with the most points in the regular season. Teams that are going are people involved in making Washington terrible. I'm sorry, we were looking for presidents that did not end well. Yeah, that, uh, that's okay. If anybody can break the president's trophy curse, it's us. That's all I will, I'm saying. I will say this much. After what happened in game one on Tuesday, I had to remember that the NHL playoffs started on Monday. Uh, after what happened in game one on Tuesday with Washington picking up a victory over you guys, you definitely need this one, even though Washington's kind of taken home ice away. The the only thing that I will say to you about that, though, is this. I don't think the Capitals are as good as previous iterations of this team have been. Arguably, you can make the case that it's uh, Ovechkin, Backstrom, and not a whole lot else. They don't have the same core that rode the wave to their Stanley Cup victory a few years ago and who has stayed around. They're a few years older, and you can see they're slowing down a bit. Yes, Oshi has done a little bit. Oh, yeah, but, TJ Oshi. Yeah, but aside from those three, uh-uh. USA Hockey's Olympic hero in the shootout a couple of years ago. Exactly. Hey, wait a minute. Is that who I think it is? I sense a Kenichi while forthcoming. He knows this is Broadhurst Watkins sports report. Yes? I mean, technically, but he is also technically standards and practices for the network. So he's got to among, make... Among many other things. So he's got to make sure that I stay in line, especially because, remember, we're not just the W2M network. We're the W2M network in association with American Whammy Media. 
Yeah, I didn't really fully get to introduce everybody involved here, so I might as well do that right now since we were working on our cold open talking about the start of the playoffs. Speaking of teams that are tied one game each, though, uh, Mr. Espinosa's Tampa Bay Lightning find themselves coming back to Tampa Bay tied with Toronto one game apiece for I, game three tomorrow. I told you, lightning strikes twice, man. I mean, no, no, no. I mean, I was, I was I, that, that's to Eric. He was, he was talking shit off air yesterday me. about how, oh yeah, we're up. You are, y'all are doing shit. Y'all played like hell. Y'all went oh in five, and I'm like, that's okay. It's a seven game series. Lightning will strike twice tomorrow. Don't worry about it. We will see. Talk- I was a lot nicer. We will talk specifics as far as predictions here in a few moments. But, yes, you are listening to the Broadhurst Walk-In Sports Report. It's in black and white. Damn, we got a, both of us while we were drinking. A, pre- <laughs> a presentation of the W2M Network in association with American Whammy Media. Soon to become American Whammy Productions, as I understand it. However, for now. No, you, Wh- you totally get, everybody's totally going to get backwards, but that's okay. You're not the only one, Harry. It's a part of uh, it's W2M Network, a part of American Whammy Media. Oh, wait. what happens when yeah. we're actually rebranding properly? Give us some time. Yeah, yeah just- long, long story short, it's a month long rebrand, folks, because I got to work and I'm the one that has to do the majority of the work for the rebranding. So, yeah, I guess I guess Rattledge is more of an association rather than. Vratilich, I, 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 I don't, I gotta have a conversation with people off air as to what's going on there. Our, the, the network merger plan is behind enough as is. I don't have the time or the mental capacity to deal with dealing with Vratilich. At least we know as that stays the same. If you have any complaints or issues about how this rebrain are going, send your hate mail to garmer at gmail.com. <laughs> I'm your host. My name is Harry Broadhurst. Joining me as per usual, he is the DSDO. He is the executive producer. He is Eric Watkins. Sweating a little bit in more ways than one because, you know, weather and game. Well, I mean, if it makes you feel any better, it looks like the Penguins and Rangers may be on the cusp of going triple overtime again. Oh, that would be nice. The only problem is it wouldn't help us right away, but it would help. I got to let uh, someone else go to a couple of overtimes first. Mm, like we go in overtime. Like we go to overtime. Rangers 3, Penguins 2 in the second intermission. The other voice that you have heard is that of the CEO of American Whammy Media slash Productions. Basically the HNIC of the AWM, Brian Espinosa. And again, he gets that backwards. Yeah, he's the HNIC of AWP. I'm the HNIC of AWM. There's a difference. This is bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. The only only thing that the viewers at home need to know is that the merger is going to improve our capability to bring lots of quality programming to you guys at home. Names get confusing because subsidiaries and mergers and business. But at the end of the day, 
our goal is to bring better quality podcasts to our wonderful folks out there who are already following us. Eric said it better myself. You know what I want now? What? Whenever we have these kind of conversations come up, I now want a graphic of Sam the Eagle that just says business. Be able to get that done. Well, we're already talking in. <laughs> E-S-P-E-C-T. I mean, look, look here, Riz Nation, you rancid Randy. Yeah, I know who you are. Really? Really? As if you did, as if you gave us the respect when you made our bracket. Well, I will give I you will give rancid some bitch. I will give Randy credit, however. I we do appreciate um R&R Sports Report's assistance in being able to provide the full episode of the Sports Reporters NFL Draft Edition available in the archives over on uh, youtube.com slash W2M Network, twitter.com slash W2M Network, facebook.com slash W2M Network, and twitch.tv at W2M Net. Sky. <laughs> I, I have that part down now. Now I just have to figure out the rest of this bullshit. <laughs> All right, so we got kind of a full schedule for you guys. In addition to the stream of consciousness that we have for game two of Panthers and Capitals, we have NBA playoffs to discuss. We have anti-dicks of the week, which this is maybe my favorite story of 2022 so far. It is fantastic, and it's physically pains me to give the New York Yankees credit for anything. We also have and <clears throat> we also have DeAndre Hopkins getting suspended. Uh, we have explain. <laughs> we will in a few moments. I have to go back up and check our, our format here real quick here. Um the Champions League final is set You'll never walk alone. And yeah. I seriously should have broken out my Real Madrid jersey for tonight just for that. I wanted to be nice. Watkins, take your own advice from point of viewer. Don't be a dick. All right, all right, all right. Speaking of which, we do have a dick of the week this week. And since we didn't get to hand out one last week, congratulations, Yankees. You're front and center, buddy. You know, I thought beer throwing was a thing to do in Cleveland by Clevelanders, not the other way around. Okay, bravo, sir. Much appreciated on the Brown Steelers reference. Way to go. History. No my history. All right. So we'll start with the NHL playoffs because, well, why wouldn't we? We're currently watching the NHL playoffs. Surely oh. there's a couple other things that we unfortunately do have to get out of the way. One of them is NHL related in a weird way because there were a couple of passings that we were unfortunately unable to cover. Ah, uh, yes. The... BWSR in memoriam section for this particular episode. Mr. Watkins, as the resident anchorman of the W2M network slash American Whammy Media, I hereby turn the floor over to you. Unfortunately, the first bit of sad news actually happened while we were on the air previously before the draft. Hall of Fame quarterback Daryl LaMonica 
the, the mad. I was just gonna say the mad bomber himself. I swear this. See, this is another wavelength that's all that's been established. But yes, the mad bomber himself unfortunately passed away at the age of eighty. And Super, if go ahead, Super Bowl runner-up, if I'm not mistaken. I don't believe the Raiders won. I think they lost to Minnesota that year. Actually, no. That was Super Bowl two. They lost to Green Bay, thirty-three to fourteen. It was that early in in his career that he went. Could have sworn he was in one of the one of the higher single-digit ones against uh, Minnesota with Oakland or Los Angeles or whomever the hell they were back then. That franchise has moved more than I have. I didn't necessarily have a chance to hit the traditional boys to men, but if the grand poobah of the network would love to do so, especially since we are live on YouTube. Yes, let's get ourselves another copyright strike. Woo! This one wouldn't necessarily be a strike, per se. It would just be your average claim. Standards and practices. Please is, refer to the W2 Web Network copyright policy. So are you yeah, saying... That's a bitches. Are you saying we don't get boys to men here? Because that's a little disappointing. I'm not going to lie. Eric, Wait a I minute. Do we have an actual passing here? Yes. I'm sorry. I actually, I, I've been like slammed all day. This is the first time I've sat in front of my computer and am putting out fires at the same time. Um, yeah, no, if we have a fight, if we have an actual passing, no, that is W2 Web Network gimmick standard. Is we have, again, we have two of them. If it's it's stick. And if there's one thing you'll come to learn about us here at the W2M Network slash American Whammy Media, we're full of stick. You know, Please. the funny thing is, this American Whammy Media has like no stick at all. Well, it does now. <laughs> you went from having no stick to a lot stick, and some pretty big stick at that. But uh, that's a monkey. All right, so are we... Yeah, I'm working we... on it. I'm working on it. it. These things take a few moments. All right, I'm actually going to pull up... Uh, I'm actually going to pull up Mr. LaMonica's uh, Wikipedia page here because I could have sworn it was later in his career than Super Bowl II. Mm -hmm. He was also a Buffalo Bill. Eric, if there is a way to make this, like, Get into the background while keeping us on air. How do I, I want to turn it down a little bit as well. Perfect. Thank you. Jeff's kiss. All right. So let's go ahead and get through the other passings first, and then we'll come back to LaMonica here in a second. Montreal. In history with Florida at the end of the regular season. That does not discount honoring and having a wonderful state funeral for the flower himself, Guy Lafleur, Canadian's legend who passed away at the age of 70. Huh. 
a shame, especially when I heard the news about Guy. They actually, CBC did a wonderful gesture, and they put up the old report from 1971 where he was coming out of juniors with Le Quebec Rempart, and he was drafted by the Canadians that year. So, you were correct, sir. It was indeed Super Bowl II. Here's something that I did not know that I find very interesting. Upon checking our non-academically credible resource that we tend to do here on the W2M Network, and occasionally here on the Broadhurst Walk and Sports Report. Nothing? Okay. You uh, mentioned it, it. it. It's it's coming. Give us a moment. <laughs> Again, I'm not on my game yet. You got to give me like five minutes to like get on my game here. Got the lower third already on the screen for that mention. I was going for it, and then you beat me to it, Eric. All right. Um, did you know Daryl LaMonica has the second highest quarterback winning percentage in NFL history? Given some of those Raiders teams, I'm not exactly surprised. And that leads me to the second part of that, and it is the highest in AFL history. Definitely not surprised. They were one of the dominant AFL teams. Two-time AFL MVP, one-time AFL championship MVP, three-time AFL champion, 1964, 1965, 1967. The aforementioned 67 title is what led to them playing Green Bay in Super Bowl II. Actually, I take that back. How do I okay, we can kill the voice to men. We got, we, we're, we're still in the morning segment. <laughs> can we go uh, everybody wide now? Yeah, I got to turn off my notifications while we're live, because otherwise that's going to ding constantly. All right. Hey, my um, phone's dead, so I don't even have to worry about it. I have to be honest. I'm not super familiar with LaFleur. I've heard the name before, but... I'm with Harry on this one, actually. I don't know LaFleur that well. I, I, I have heard the name. I know uh, I know prevalent point scorer Canadian. But 1973, 76, 77, 78, and 79. He was on all five of those Stanley Cup championship teams. After a brief retirement came back in the early to mid-80s to play for the New York Rangers and Le Quebec Nordique, where he finished his career. The Quebec Nordiques, of course, now known as the Colorado Avalanche. Modern, modern, modern avalanche. Uh, yeah, that brings back bad memories of Stanley Cups gone by for Eric. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, LaFleur, uh, the Stanley Cup score with the Canadians, yes? Okay. Uh, condolences to friends and family members, and thank you, gentlemen, for your service. Your work here is done. The only reason why I was not mad that Montreal scored 10 against Florida to end the regular season. That was an honor of him. 
ten to two on a on a game that was absolutely meaningless. To Colorado, but he happened to wear number ten as a Canadian, so I thought that that was a bit fitting. A little bit. To uh, to put it in hockey terms, your shift is done, gentlemen. We got the game from here. Well played, sir. Well played. All right. Thanks, guys. We appreciate you. Are we finishing up the last verse? Okay. Me as well. I'll say it. Top five R&B band of all time. Top five R&B song of all time. I can agree with both of those, really. All right. So, Eric, did you by chance happen to write down our picks? Or do I have to go searching in our, uh, do I have to go searching in our Facebook conversation to find them? Facebook conversation. Because I distinctly remember having them there. Yep. My fault for not having them on Discord. However, if you would want to chide us about that, you can feel free to join our Discord. Link in the description. Segway! <laughs> you can also, uh, as always, send your comments, suggestions, and hate mail about that to s.garber at gmail.com. And your sponsor sponsorship inquiries to at the Andesian on Twitter or... What's the, what's the AWP email? Podcasts at AmericanWhammy.com. There you go. I set him up. He knocks him down. All right. So I got the predictions in front of us, Mr. Watkins. And we both agree on Panthers in six. Yep. We both agree on Hurricanes in six. Line a bit too strong in the first round. We both agree. Carolina is the only team in the East up two to nothing right now. Uh, we both agree on Pittsburgh in six. However, there is one particular first round matchup in the Eastern Conference that we do not agree on. As Mr. Watkins has taken the Maple Leafs in seven, I have taken the Lightning in seven. <laughs> Harry, you're you're a gentleman and a scholar. Thank you, sir. Eric, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's more our speed here. I mean, 1967. Somebody's shriek has got to end. Besides, look, look, look. Do I have to remind you that your team won El Presidente, which means y'all ain't got a chance in hell. Right as he says that, go. Four to one Panthers. Y'all are fucking killing me right now. Number 15. I need some help here, Eric. I don't know your team that well. 15. I'm, I'm trying to log into the thing right now to so I can pull this up and watch it. Oh, uh, why am I blanking on his name? Damn, why am I blanking on his name? Why the hell am I blanking on his name? Um, because oh, you're what blanking a... on names. 
What yes. a pass! What a pass by Reinhardt. It was a little bit of a give and go action. That's kind of how we play Lundell. Lundell. That's number fifteen. Well, that's because again, he's more of one of our depth players. No wonder. Four minutes right. twenty seconds. What channel is this game on, gentlemen? It ABS. is on PBS. Oh, perfect. I don't even have to break out the NHL credentials. All right. Just watch so, this on my Spectrum account. That's how I'm watching. Know. That's how I'm watching it, actually. All right. Over to the Western Conference. Uh, again, four oh, to one. Yeah, that was, a, one. That, was a, that was a nice goal. Are they celebrating Wait. again? No, oh, no they're they're showing the replay again, which is perfect timing yeah, for me. The the one touch by Reinhardt, Reinhardt there was beautiful. That is the hockey equivalent of an NBA give and go. This is why we're one of the highest scoring teams in the league. All right, moving over to the Western I, Conference. I, I still say you don't have a chance in hell because you won El Presidente, and we know what that means. No. Since you want to sit there and talk so much shit about lightning fizzling out. You can go ahead and beat Toronto. We'll take care of business in the Atlantic Division Finals. And if we bow out in the Eastern Conference Finals, I ain't going to be mad. You know what? I'm not going to be mad if it gets to that point either. But I think I, you're I, discrediting Tampa Bay a little bit too early there, buddy. I feel like we might have to have some more stream of consciousness if it ends up being Florida versus Tampa Bay in the Eastern Conference. Oh no, that's home. guaranteed. That is guaranteed. There's that's guaranteed. And you have the the boss above the head boss of the network's seal of of approval on that one. That will happen. All right, moving over to the Western Conference now. Both myself and Eric took the Avalanche. Him in four, me in five. Both myself and Eric took St. Louis. I have the Blues in six. Eric has the Blues in seven. We disagree on both of the Pacific Division series. Eric has Dallas in six and Edmonton in six. I have Calgary in six and the Kings in seven over the Oilers. I got to pull up the bracket here. Don't like... A lot of the key injuries for the Kings, I don't see them overcoming it. Yeah, but the thing about it is, is L.A. always seems to overperform in the postseason. You some bitch, I'm behind you. Remember, the Spectrum app is on like a minute delay from cable. Yeah. Also part of the reason why I don't like watching the Spectrum app. Thank thanks, Dick. Look, it's not my fault that this is the one oh, time where, where Xfinity actually comes in handy. All right. Uh, he chipped 20, it right over his shoulder. That 20, was pretty good. Uh, or as Keith Olbermann would say, he beat him like a rented goalie. I miss Olbermann, man. That was shit. Thinking they could come on here and throw us around on our own damn ice. Okay, you're gonna have to tell me how that is name that is. Statistic it. accurate? Two goals in two minutes and eight seconds? Yes. When I said highest scoring offense in the league, I was not fucking around. It was, early, it, was it was quicker than that in the first period. 
first period. I think it was less than two minutes in between them in the first period. Caps are fucking around and finding out right now. Again, though, advantage capitals going back, taking home ice away from you guys here in Florida. At you guys are at FLA Arena, right? Yep, FLA Live Arena, where we have the best home record, but Washington has the best road record. We go to their house in Game Three. We'll take care of business. We got game, the ball. Game Three will be Saturday, most likely Saturday afternoon on ABC. Although they might they might air Penguins Rangers instead on ABC in the prime times in the prime spot. All right, so um, we have three series that we disagree on, Eric. Of the three that we disagree on, which one are you the most hesitant about your prediction on? To be honest, and there's a reason why I picked that series to go seven: St. Louis and Minnesota. Both of them a little bit. You could argue St. Louis somewhat ahead of schedule in a quasi-rebuild. Minnesota trying to bank on a deep run, knowing that they're going to be in cap hell in just a couple years' time. And the fact that they've been basically neck and neck in that central division all season, that one could really go either way in my eyes. You know which series I'm actually the least confident in on my prediction? Penguins-Rangers. Really? And the reason I say that is because this is a Penguins team that is much older than when its core base got together and that can be broken down over the course of an extended postseason series. Crosby's no longer a kid. Malkin has become something of a malcontent in Pittsburgh at, at, on occasions. Latang has not been himself this season. This he ain't lying. This is I actually got to agree with that assessment. This is a Penguins though. This is a Penguins team that is either going to be feast or famine in this postseason. This is a Penguins team that could make a run to Lord Stanley's, or this is a Penguins team that could flame out in the first round. The only reason why I'm a little bit more confident in the Penguins beating the Rangers. What do the Rangers really have? I know you're about with the old team, and you're not wrong at all. I think this is legitimately their last run one way or another. I would agree with that. But I'm not seeing anything special from New York. And can we all agree that the Metro Division this year much, much inferior to the Atlantic? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you guys had Florida oh, running. Oh. Okay. Sorry, I thought we had a fight breaking out there. Oh, did you see the tackle at the start? Well, yeah. See it, but, Eric, did you see the tackle at the start of the second period? Well, I had missed that because I had to go ahead and sort out everything with food. There was a sh shot from one of the Flyers players that knocked – that knocked uh, or not the Flyer – from one of the Caps players that knocked a Panther down. So – a Panther and a Capitol player got into it behind the net. The Panther player put him up against the board and threw him to the ice. Oh, guy just got put up against the board here at the end and ended up getting tripped, it looks like, and fight almost broke out there at the end of the second. Like I uh, said, the Capitals are fucking around and finding out. Are we using the same format for the NHL that we are for the NBA postseason, Eric? Trying to keep things uniform. 
Very well. Speaking of the NBA playoffs, let's move over and discuss that right now. Uh, that you can follow on Discord, at least for the first round of our predictions. I don't know if we put up the second round or not. I think I did, but I'm not sure. And if I haven't, I will as soon as we're done here. Um, after the Go ahead, because I'm going to be double-checking that. After the first round of the NBA playoffs, both myself and Eric got six of the eight series is correct. However, Eric only got one of those series in the correct amount of games. I got three of them in the correct amount of games. Therefore, after the first round of the NBA playoffs, it is Harry 12 points, Eric 8 points. I can come back from that. Conference, can come back from that. Conference semifinals are worth two for the correct team and four for the amount of games. My predictions were the 76ers in seven, which then Joel Embiid decides to go ahead and get hurt and not play in the first two games and might not be playing in the third. And Milwaukee in six over Boston. Eric took Miami in seven over Philly. It looks like he's going to get Miami, but I don't think it's going seven. Okay. <laughs> it's still a bonus two for you, that a two that I can't get. And Eric took Milwaukee in seven over Boston. To be fair, Eric, both you and I, that Boston-Chicago series is one of the ones we got wrong. Yeah. Hey. Go right ahead as far as uh, when we get to NHL. But yeah, I really thought, ugh, ugh, just ugh, on that Boston Chicago series. <laughs> Moving over to the Western Conference. Memphis and Phoenix, I have Phoenix in five. Eric has Memphis in six, which means Eric's going to need a miracle because Phoenix is up to nothing. I mean, you know, I thought with everything they had going on and the Booker situation and the Kardashian curse. Oops. Oh, excuse me. I take that, I take that back, Eric. You have Phoenix in six in that series. You flip-flopped the series for the Western oh, Conference. You have okay. Memphis in... You have Memphis in six over Golden State. Yeah. I have I have Golden State in six. However, I think we need to talk about what happened in game two of that series, specifically referring to the hit by Dylan Brooks on Gary Payton Jr., which took Gary Payton out of the NBA playoffs until possibly the finals if they make it, as Brooks undercuts Payton as he's going for a breakaway layup. Peyton lands, smacks his arm against the hardwood floor, breaks his elbow. He's, he's lucky old daddy didn't come on down and whoop some ass in that one. I saw, the look, I saw the look on Brian's face. Uh, this is how serious this is. The NBA suspended somebody for a postseason game. Damn. I don't remember the last time they did that. Dylan Brooks will not but be I playing. Mean, I, I mean, that victory. had to be that had to be. I, I'm gonna have to go back and watch the highlight on that because, uh, as I've made uh, it pretty well known, I am not huge into NBA like I used to be. 
Eric, could um, you be able to pull up the clip? Point of viewer discretion is judged. Give me a moment. I, 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 I would. Oh, hold on. We're getting highlights from the Penguins game. Well, yeah, they're in the sec. They're in the uh, second intermission for Panthers. Oh, and yeah, no, I know, but I'm saying yeah. they were. I'm like, I had to like actually pay attention to the highlights for a second there. Uh, four to two Rangers. Based on the last score that I saw, because I don't know if you noticed or not, when they have the uh, Panthers game full screen, they have the little Penguins graphic in the corner as well. I, I didn't notice that because I have it muted. I have the closed captioning on, so closed captioning is eating up. Uh, probably covering that up, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and because, because both games are on the Warner Media family of networks, they're doing the little corner button, the little corner button, in order to keep you updated on the Panth the Penguins and Rangers. That game is on TNT. If anybody wants to watch it, if you're watching us live as well. Yeah, is fucking up tonight, though. Five goals. Come on. Also, what is it? What is with this weird like five number going around in in the postseason? You mean like how you can rate and review us five stars on Spotify? That was that was worth the monkey. Take a bow. Yeah, you, you, you can't just leave me a perfect setup like that, and I'm not just. I Six mean, runs on now. <laughs> there you go. There's an Eric reference. Six runs. Right now, I've got this uh, queued up. At least I should again. Yeah, no, I I kind of need I kind of want to see this because this I, had to be a bit really okay. nasty hit. If real quick before you play it, hit pause. Before you play this, uh, point of viewer discretion is advised. If you have a squeamish stomach, look away. Carry on. I said it before. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not only – yeah, it wasn't even so much no, the that way was, that, that was definite – no, yeah, that was worth – that is warranted. It's the inside of uh, the inside of Brooks is if, if this were the NFL and we still had the targeting rule that 100% would have been targeting. Yeah, a very well deserved flagrant two and thus the suspension. I like I said, he's lucky his daddy didn't come on down there and whoop some ass himself. Oh, <laughs> I will go man, that was nasty looking. I will go ahead and directly quote. Uh, Golden State coach Steve Kerr here. You ready? Yeah, lay, lay it on me. Get the fuck out of here, Brooks. <laughs> End quote. Hmm. That's it. That's the tweet. <laughs> yeah, no. Suspensions, fines, like, give him the max oh, for that one. That was... uh, One game but it's going to cost him $82,000 as it is a one-game suspension without pay. The problem is... For flagrant two. The problem is, is that one-game suspension without pay is not equivalent to what's going to happen for Gary Payton the second. He's going to miss the rest of the first round, all of the conference semifinals, 
all of the conference finals and might be able to play if the Warriors make it to the NBA finals. Well, luckily, this is the conference semifinals, but so that kind oh, of lessens right. it a little bit. Now, but... now, now, catch me up here, gentlemen, because again, I'm not as into the NBA as I I don't follow as much as I used to be. But how much of the team is is centered around this guy? Like, is he like the star? No, so like to speak, or third, uh, third or fourth leading scorer on the team. Obviously, you have Steph Curry. You have Clay Thompson. Yeah, I was gonna say you I have, know I know this is this is Golden State, so I know you do have Steph Curry there at the least, but and, I know uh, some of the it, big names. But um Peyton is Curry's backup, if I'm not mistaken, which means that he's the guy that allows Curry to rest. So you're taking that death piece off of the board for Golden State, which puts more of an onus on Steph Curry. These particular minutes are gonna be extra crucial, especially against a team like Memphis. Eating on air, a W2M network exclusive. Now, now, has Steph gotten better about playing exhausted, basically, or is he still kind of like he was when he started out? I mean, sort of not to mention he's been carrying some niggling injuries of his own. I honestly think it's going to come down to how the big two play. I think it's going to come down to the bigs for Golden State with Klay uh, Thompson and Andrew Wiggins. If Wiggins can play like the number one overall draft pick that he was coming out of the University of Kansas, then I think that that'll take a lot of the load off of the backcourt for Golden State. If Wiggins fades into the background like he did in Philadelphia, then the Warriors are in trouble. That's one of those you hate to see it. You end up losing a playoff berth because of just such a flagrant injury that should have never happened okay so here's let's let's tie this to the nhl and let's specifically talk about filthy tom who isn't playing tonight in the panthers caps game uh let's talk about the fact that tom wilson has had a series of hits that have gotten him suspended to the point of being out the same amount of length as the people that he hit in some of those circumstances the nba needs to enact that policy if you injure somebody with a dirty hit you're gone until they can play again. Silver would really have the gumption to sort of enact that. Adam kind of Silver has no balls, and we both know that. This is what I'm saying. That would be fantastic to do, especially in the playoffs. But I'm sorry. No, I don't see that happening. All right, Brian. So we gave our predictions for the second for the first round of the NHL playoffs. Since you've decided to grace us with your presence, we will allow you to get into our playoff predictions. Okay, um, I can I can get in with this. You have to pick the team that wins and the number of games that the series goes. If you get the series, if you get the winning team correct, you get one point. If you get the amount of games, you get a bonus two points. Okay. Um, hence why I'm up on Eric 12 to eight in the NBA. Yada, yada, yada. Don't remind <laughs> me. Uh, uh, won- I'll go ahead and start with what we're watching right now. Uh, Capitals and Panthers. Um, I am going to say, honestly, with, with how I'm seeing the Capitals play tonight. Um, I think this is going to go. The five. I think this will go five games. I think Washington got, got lucky. 
yesterday. But if they're uh, gonna con- if, if 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 Florida, yeah, sorry. Uh, but if Florida can continue to, if the Panthers can continue to dominate the way they're dominating on the ice tonight, that's almost a no-brainer. He has, hey Johnny Hockey, he has you guys. Uh, he has you guys winning in fewer games than you do, Eric. I know my history of this team, and when we're expected to win in the first round, it's not pretty. That's why. I appreciate it, but my faith is tempered until they're shaking hands. I mean, right. I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with you there. I mean, this is clearly it's your home team, just like the Islanders are my home team. You know, I, and that's the Whoop. team I know them. Oh, 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 we got a brawl. This is from uh, Tuesday night's game. Oh, this is Tuesday. I missed Tuesday night's game. Calgary, Dallas. I love how in the NHL, they just, the refs literally just let them go at it for like 30 seconds to a minute to get that frustration out. And then they step in and break it up once it looks like it's getting past that point of somebody's finally going to get hurt. Well, yeah, it's pretty much a case of the referees don't do anything until somebody can't defend themselves. Yeah. I gotta admit, I got I like that about hockey. It's like uh, a certain a friend that I know. I I went to a fight and a hockey game broke out. <laughs> All right, what um, about your Tampa Bay Lightning? I, I was gonna, actually, yeah, I was gonna say that next. Um, okay, so it's tied one and one. Uh, we royally fucked up AA Ron uh, in the first game. They're going zero and five. What the hell were we thinking? What was the um, final? Final was six two, right? I know it was. I know at one point it was it was zero and five, and it was not looking happy. I I'll go back the, and double check that. I want to say fact, the I'm on NHL's website right now. I can go back and double. I want to say the final score of game one was Toronto six to two. Mm-hmm. No, the, it was f- oh, five and five nine. nothing, five nothing, and then then Tampa, Tampa was, Bay. Tampa Bay came back. Game? The Tampa Bay came back on Wednesday. And said, oh, you want to put up five points against us? We'll put up five points against you. The 6-2 game you're thinking of was Minnesota beating St. Louis 6-2. That's bastard wild. How dare they? All right, go ahead, Brian. Um, I am not, and I've talked, I talked to Eric about this off air, right? I am not surprised if the Lightning and the Maple Leafs go all seven games whatsoever i said it would go seven but i have to take the lightning i mean you cannot discredit the the buff that the lightning gets when they hit the postseason it doesn't matter how mediocre how great honestly even how bad they might be playing in the regular season. If they can make it to the playoffs, they just get this like energized burst of fuck it all. And they just walk into the playoffs and clean house. All I'm going to say is this name, the last team to pull off the three people. Name them. Was it the Maple Leafs? No, I want to say I want to say it might have been the Penguins. No, okay, you got both times the the both times the Penguins have had a chance to three peat. More recently, after they went back to back, they crashed in the first round. 
in 93 when they had the chance to three-peat. They lost in the division finals to the Islanders. I know my... I know my... I'm trying to think what other team could have been. Real quick before as Brian decides that there... I know my Red Wings kept them from a three-peat because they won the title in 2009 and 2010, but lost to Detroit in the finals in 2008. Um, Penguins didn't win in 10. Or Black was it? Blackhawks did. Shit. <laughs> Apparently, I've been hitting the head more than a hockey player. <laughs> yeah, that's what I just said. Isn't it the Maple Leafs? I can't think of who else it would be. Who was it after the Maple Leafs? Because I know the Maple Leafs had it in what, 65, 64, something like that. The Maple Leafs only won their recent title, not part of a three-peat, but in 67, and they haven't won since. The no, last... I'm thinking about when they did it three times back-to-back. Back. That was even farther back, and you had a couple of teams that did the three-peat more recently than them, including Montreal, who I mentioned, and Guy Lafleur. They had a four in a row, 76 to 79. Is that and the most they, recent? Nope. The of team immediately after that dynasty. Rangers? The Canadiens? I, I guess that earlier. Oh. I, I don't know. Just, you can help help us out here because I'm I'm bad. I literally I'm just like, said the Canadians dynasty and the expansion Philadelphia Flyers chances at a three-peat, winning the first of their four in a row in those finals in 76. Then 1980 happened. The team, the Flyers, were the top team that would have won the President's Trophy. A 35-game unbeaten streak during the regular season, something that hasn't really been matched or come close to. However... After a scrappy semifinals against the Buffalo Sabres, can I toss out a can I toss out a guess for the Chicago Blackhawks? No, incorrect. I was literally saying after a scrappy series against the Buffalo Sabres in the 1980, the New York Islanders got the job done for their first Stanley Cup in '80. They went on to win four in a row. Oh, John's going to be pissed. Before losing to Wayne Gretzky's Edmonton Oilers, ending their drive for five in the 84 Stanley Cup Finals. See, no I was going to guess the Oilers, but I can't remember the Oilers ever going three in a row. I know they never Gretzky did. was great. but 84 yeah. and 85, Montreal beat Calgary in 86, Oilers in 87, 88. Calgary returned the favor against Montreal in 89, Oilers again in 90, before the Penguins and Mario Lemieux God. started their brief dynasty. So basically what you're telling me is everything from like 84, 85-4 was all Canada all the time. Um, for, From 85 all the way until 91. The first of the two Penguins back-to-backs. Yep. Against a very unsurprising Minnesota Wild team. So God, you were that at, game six was pathetic. Minnesota, they've been the Minnesota Wild. Well, they were the North Stars back then, correct? Minnesota North Stars, excuse me. Yes, yeah. before they moved to Dallas. All right. So um, you were talking about Vanacek allowing five goals already here. Yeah. Well, he's not going to allow six. 
because nope, well because <laughs> the, the Capitals, I hope not because they pulled him. The Capitals have pulled their goalie, and if you've ever pulled your goalie, you know how painful that is. Yeah. I mean, hell, New York. I mean, the Islanders, which is a secondary team I root for. I mean, they rotate their goalies pretty frequently, though, so I'm kind of used to it. But most other teams don't do that. Is Ricky still an Islander? Um, no, I think he. I think he got like traded or relegated or something. I'm gonna have to look up and see where Ricky DePietro is nowadays. All right. Anyways. Um, but uh, no, I, I like I said, I, I take island, I, I, I take Islanders. Wow, um, John would love me to take the Islanders that, over it, for Toronto in can, seven. Can I just um, say that I would be very impressed with the Islanders winning a postseason series in a postseason they're not in? Yes. <laughs> no, I, I'll take the Lightning in seven on that one. Um, Carolina and Boston, I'll go to next since we we mentioned. Uh, Carolina a little bit before that started. Um, the Bruins got me into hockey. Uh, believe it or not. Um, I used to see a lot of Bruins games here in Florida on TV for whatever reason. Um, but I can't in good conscience as a New York fan and a lightning fan root for the Bruins. So I'm going to go with Carolina, especially given the fact that they're up 2-0 in the series right now. Um, and if I remember correctly, the, Bru the Bruins came in under wild card uh, for this, right? Like they kind of barely yeah. egged it in. Yeah. Carolina, um, was the, Carolina was the second highest scoring team in the uh, Eastern Yeah, Conference I was going to say, Carolina's been dominant this season. Um, so I'm going to go with Carolina in four. I think I'm going to like just clean sweep that one. I mean, he does have a bit of an unfair advantage having make, started making these predictions as the series has begun. Well, he, uh, hey, look, I'm off this week. I could be on the show. Okay. I was Besides, as long as he's a, like, fuck Brad Marchand, he's fine by me. <laughs> and Tom Wilson. Fuck that guy as well. Um, me, and Eric, me and Eric did our predictions on Monday, I think before the first round started. Mm-hmm. I know that I'm, I'm going to go to uh, Pittsburgh and the New York Rangers next. Now, as you know, uh, my roommate is John Nielsen, who's on uh, Life is Like a Game Show and the Nielsen ratings here on the network, who is a diehard Islanders fan. Uh, and to a lesser extent, I'm a pretty big Islanders fan myself. I cannot. This is like a Jets and Giants thing, right? I cannot in good conscience root for the Rangers as good as they may have been playing through the season. Um, thankfully, well, note, Rangers up five, two with 29 I, seconds left. In I the was third period. literally I just saw that. Yeah. literally just about to say that as well, Eric, I'm guessing an empty net gold right there. Just probably sealed this one away. Continue. Um, continue. Brian. I, I, I'm going to go for, Pittsburgh in six on that one. Um, I'm cur currently in the process of moving our picks over to Discord. Continue. I am 
Uh, I'll, I'll make the, the, the rest of the ones that I'm not as familiar with the, 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 the teams. Um, I am going to say the Oilers over the Kings. I will do that. I don't know. The, the, both of them have been playing pretty good this season. Now keep um, in mind, game one was a 6 nothing Oilers win. Yes, I remember reading that in the, the ESPN bylines. Um, but I know that it got tied up, and now it's now it's it's one to one. Because um, LA four, Edmonton three in game one, and then Edmonton six, LA zero. So yeah, that series is tied up right now. Um, and going going back to Los Angeles, I'll point out. Yeah, I was gonna say they're they're playing the next two games in in L.A. at whatever the Staples Center used to is now, Crypto.com Arena, the Staples Center. Yeah, really. It's just like just TD like Waterhouse Center, or sorry, it's just like the Citrus Bowl being called uh, Camping World Stadium now, or you know TD Waterhouse Amway Arena. Amway, yeah, yeah. Or if you're really or old, for like local, me, Orlando Arena. Or local, closer local to me, nobody up here calls the Guardians home stadium progressive field. It's the Jake. Um, given that schedule that LA's got to go through, I'm going to say that goes all the way. But I'm going to give it to Edmonton. I'm going to give it to the Oilers. But I think they're going to have an uphill battle as they have to play away. They have to play on on away ice for the next bit here. You said you said Penguins in six, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm typing these out so that way I have them for when. Oh no, you're 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 fine. Decides to stop being a dick. Um, Continue. Calgary. Calgary Calgary over the Stars. Calgary's up 1-0 on that series. Game two um, tonight. I know the Stars came in on a wild card as well. Um, and they played like they came in under a wild card the other night because I saw the highlights on ESPN of that one as well. Um I'm I'm gonna give that to Calgary, and I'm gonna do it in five. I I feel like I feel like Dallas might sneak one in, but I'm gonna give that to Calgary in five. I um, think I think the NHL would appreciate a Calgary advancing from this series, specifically with the. Uh, with the whole Johnny Hockey thing there with Johnny Gaudreau. I don't has Gaudreau ever been out of the first round? Not to my knowledge. I don't believe so. And a lot of people have Gaudreau ta tagged as the next guy in hockey once Crosby and Ovechkin decide to call it a career between Gaudreau and Connor McDavid from Edmonton. Not to mention if you have and you just said Connor McDavid in the, like in Edmonton, Johnny Gaudreau. If the NHL could get a battle of Alberta in the postseason, Canadian fans nationwide would be salivating. 
and oh, that would and be, they'll show up too. Yeah, that would be a boon for the league. Because we're 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 in we're in the summer travel season right now. Like people will travel for those games. Oh, Canada! All right, Colorado and whomever Colorado's sacrificial lamb is. I forget who they're playing. Uh, Nashville. Thank yeah. you. Uh, Colorado. <laughs> Colorado in 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 four on that one. I just I that to me that just yells clean sweep to me. Because now they can go ahead and beat Nashville in fucking regulation. I don't. Uh, I will say this much. Um, so you know how uh, NHL TV moved to ESPN Plus. Mm-hmm. The Colorado announced team might be the best in hockey. They are very entertaining to listen to. Um, and then the last one, before I miss it, obviously, we got the uh, the Wild and the Blues. St. Louis and Minnesota. Yep. Um, Minnesota going up 6-2 against St. Louis was not news that I thought I wanted to hear. Um, or think I would have expected to hear. Game two tonight, I believe. No, game three. Uh, uh, game they, three tomorrow night. Game three yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, game three tomorrow. And um, what's the other? What's the other late game tonight? Dallas and Calgary. Dallas and Calgary and no, what? Dallas is. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dallas, Dallas and Calgary. Nashville Sorry, I was and Colorado. At, I was looking at there the game three for Dallas. My bad. Um. This this series, I think, is going to be one of those shootout kind of series. Okay. I don't don't ask me why. I mean, and Eric, you know how I am with predictions, right? When I say like when I I can predict that X factor in a tournament bracket. Yeah, I see you looking at me. Yeah. 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 I mean, hashtag, it, hashtag bet on Bavada. <laughs> I mean, if anybody here has tournament prediction mojo going for them. Yeah, but at the same time, hashtag bet on Bavada. 21 means 21. God damn it. Please gamble responsibly. And if you need help, seek help. The number's on the screen there. 1 800 Mother cost me money, mother, mother, mother. Okay, I, I feel like I feel like this is the bracket where it's gonna go shoot out. At the end of the day. No shootouts in playoff overtime. No, no, no. I mean like it's gonna be a back and forth series. Oh, like they're gonna gotcha. Yeah. Okay. That kind uh, of shootout. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I, I at the end of the day, I'm gonna give it to St. Louis in seven. So and that should wrap it up. Yeah, that's that's all that's all eight series is. I'm marking it right now so that way I can type it into Discord. But but yeah, mark mark my words. I think that that is the series that honestly probably ends up being the most entertaining to watch um, as far as all seven games go. All right. So while we take a tentative break from hockey. The game is still on in the background. Florida 5, Washington 1, 12 minutes and 50 seconds left in the third period. Yep. Like I said, beat him like a rented goalie. 
Uh, we're going at to least move. He's stop, at least he's stopping shots at the moment. Well, it's it's the the backup that's in there now. Sam's an off. I know, but what I'm saying is at least he's stopping shots. For now. So, uh, let's move over to my favorite news story of 2022. Or in other words, how baseball restored my faith in humanity. So we have a very, very well-known segment here dating back to the kickoff. It's It's been on Life is Like a Game Show before. We've definitely used it here on Broadhurst Watkins Sports Report. The aubergine of the week. Really? No sports in black and Okay. I was uh, My hand was on the button. I was waiting for that. <laughs> but your finger Sorry. was covering it. Go, do, do it again, Harry. We'll do it right. Hold on, I think I get a monkey for that because I just popped Eric. Oh, okay. So, yeah, tonight is Colorado, Calgary. Tomorrow Colorado, is... Nash- yeah, Colorado, Colorado versus Nashville. Nashville, Calgary, Dallas. Yeah. And then, as you Tomo- guys are saying, that I, I missed tomorrow's game. There's four tomorrow. The there. There's four tomorrow, including your Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, which I will definitely be watching. All right, so back to it here. Uh, here on the Broadhurst Walking Sports Report, sports in black and white. We have a tradition that dates back to the kickoff and has leaked over into life as like a game show and point of viewer on occasion. It's Dick of the Week. Aubergine of the Week. Aubergine. No, it's Dick of the Week. However. In this particular instance, sorry, I have some reason I have an eye leak tonight. I don't know why. I think my sinuses are acting up or my allergies. Oh, anyway. yeah. No, I've, I've, I've like stifled off about three se- sneezes since we've started. Uh, Eric, do we have an anti aubergine of the week? No, but I could come up with one. Please hold. Have you seen this story, Mr. Espinoza? I'm not sure what story you're referring to unless you put it in the private chat and I missed it. The man's name is Michael Lanzalotti. No, I haven't heard this story yet. Well done, Mr. Watkins. Appreciate it. Not a problem. Again, this is what happens when you have different people in charge. Our production value is already going up. For our audio listeners, we now have an anti-dick of the week graphic as well. Aubergine. Uh, same difference. Um, I have standards and practices. The show shall be clean. Do no, well, you well, never okay. listen to the kickoff? <laughs> clean or clean er, clean clean ish. It'll be family show clean, which ain't saying much. All right. Mm. So. Eric knows the story I'm referring to here. Michael Lanzalotti. I actually Googled and then went to The Athletic in order to make sure I got the guy's name correct. We are at the Rogers Center, uh, formerly known as Skydome, in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Aaron Judge hits the baseball as about as hard as humanly possible. Puts it into the second deck of the Rogers Center. Michael Lanzalotti, Blue Jays fan, wearing a Blue Jays jersey, is the recipient 
of said home run ball. And Lanzalotti proceeds to do something that I'm going to be perfectly honest. I don't know if I would have done myself. He turns, finds a kid in an Aaron Judge jersey sitting next to him, and hands him the baseball. Because when you're an adult and a good human being, that's what you do. Now, that's putting a good name to Canadians. That's a Canadian stereotype. It's getting chippy in color in Florida versus Washington, but we continue with our news story. Did you hear oh, the yeah. news? No, did, <laughs> I, I was going to say, did you not see? Okay, thank you. I was going to say, where's the call? Come on. Look like a trip. No, on- no, 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 no. He checked him into the boards when he falls down on the ground. Oh, this one's a trip. Yeah, no, I'm thinking of the other. I'm thinking of the other missed call where uh, back by Washington's net, um, guy gets checked into the boards. He goes down, and then he like just kind of pounds right into his back there to keep him down. No, that was some like unnecessarily aggressive hockey there that past minute. Again, they're fucking around and finding out. So you are listening to the Broadhurst Walking Sports Report. Sports in black and white. Stream of consciousness cover of game two of Panthers Capitals first round of the NHL postseason. I'm your host. My name is Harry Broadhurst. Joining me as per usual, the DSDO, the executive producer, Eric Watkins. Yeah, we need to score one on this power play so that way we can really fuck them over. And standards and practices, Brian Espinoza. I mean, you're not wrong. Right. So, so back to the Lanzalotti story. Did you see the story get even better the next day, Eric? No, because you mentioned an update on this one. I didn't catch the update. Lanzalotti and Derek Rodriguez, the young fan wearing the judge jersey that was the recipient of the home run ball, mm-hmm. become special guests and pregame in the Yankees dugout where Derek gets to meet his favorite player. It's a class act right there. Class act. Um, Indeed. Unlike the fans of your organization, Mr. Judge, and we'll get to them later. Dun, dun, dun. I didn't realize I was supposed to be on that. Sorry. That's okay. That's okay. He, he knew where that was going. Dramatic reverb. <laughs> Mr. Judge, with players like you, our game is in good hands. Exactly. Now, as long as you don't hit any of those long flies against my Rays, you'll be even better. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, keep it away from the Rays game, but other than that, we're fine. Um, my anti-dick of the week goes to Michael Lanzalotti. Nope. Oh. And Aaron Judge, further proof that in a a culture where football has passed, basketball has probably passed, when it comes to moments, baseball is still king. 
I wish you all the best, Aaron. 143 games out of every year. Well, and whatever ones you happen to be playing Atlanta, too. Because I think the Braves and the Yankees play later this year. And frankly, we've been taking enough of an ass-kicking this season. We're 12 and 15. Well, hey, at least you're not the Reds. This is true, and what a goddamn dumpster flyer that is. Good God, man. You know what the sad thing is? Here's the, here's the worst part of this for me. You ready? Yeah. Three and 21, right? Yeah. Yeah, two of those three wins are against Atlanta. Uh-huh. We split <laughs> we split the opening four game series with them. They have they have gone one in twenty one in nineteen since. Yeah. That's well, Eric, I you didn't you didn't get your power play goal. I'm well aware. Bit unfortunate, but I'm not bad. Oh yeah. I All mean, right. hey, I would normally say something the way that we played against Oakland, but I mean, the 2,000-some-odd fans that show up to A's games really speak for themselves. 2,488, the lowest attendance in Major League Baseball, not counting the pandemic, in seven seasons. Ouch. That is actual ouch. That is Oakland. That's one of that's one of those games where you know you lost money making that game happen. That's that's Oakland fans making a statement with their wallets. If you guys aren't going to open yours, we're not going to open ours. Speaking of two thousand in baseball, that's an appropriate enough segue because I think we have to give props where props are due. I may not always have agreed with him. I may not always have been a fan of him. He was a part of my organization, however, in the 70s as a player. Congratulations on 2,000 victories as a manager to Dusty Baker. That is, that, is an, that is an absolutely phenomenal feat. I believe there are only three other managers in Major League Baseball that have accomplished that. It might be four. I want to oh. say... I want to say Larusa. I think Stengel. I believe Tori. So while Eric checks out the 2000 win club, oh, I knew it. It was a lot more. It's 12. Really? Really? Because I I could have sworn it's like, oh, he was the 12th. Okay. All right. I, I need names. I'm going to go ahead and get that list of names for I, you. I. I I, I bet the non-credible academic resource would have it. Well, uh, yeah, I didn't necessarily want to go to them, especially since I didn't have a graphic. All right. Bruce Boshi? Bruce okay. Boshi, best known for the Padres. Leo DeRocher. Dodgers? Um... Very good. Dodgers, yes. By, by the way, we just got a cutaway highlight there if you guys missed it. Colorado already up 1-0 against Nashville, and it's only 11-10 oh, in the first. 
Uh, Dodgers, Giants, Cubs, and Astros. All right, so that's DeRosha. Uh, Walter Alston. Yeah, I have no idea on that one. Joe McCarthy. Uh, that's another Dodger, if I'm not mistaken. As a matter of fact, no. Or is McCarthy a Yankee? Yankee. Yeah, I knew it was one or the other. Bucky Harris. That name does not ring any bells. But yeah, a lot of these, as you can tell, are way, way back in the day. Bucky Harris of the Manage, the old Washington Senators in Jesus. the late 20s. So like Christy Matheson st- or Christy Matthews style. Right. Uh, Sparky Anderson. Tigers. Joe Torrey. Yankees. Bobby Cox. Chop one. John McGraw. Giants, but the New York edition, if I'm not mistaken. Along with the original Baltimore Orioles for a couple seasons at the turn of the 20th century. Okay. Tony La Russa, which you mentioned. Cardinals, White Sox, a couple other places. And the man himself, Connie Mack. Philadelphia Phillies. Right, Philadelphia. Or the Philadelphia, what what was their name before they were the Phillies? No, Uh, no. The Philadelphia A's before they moved to Kansas City and subsequently Oakland. Oakland. Connie Mack, of course, the one that the uh, Little League Baseball formation is named after. Yep. I want to say... I want to say Mac is the step above the kids who play in Williamsport, the 13 and 14 year olds. Yes. So, like Little League and then Mac and then Junior League. Because I like 15, 16. I want to say Williamsport are 11 and 12, correct? Yeah. Age limit is 12. And then 13, 14 for Connie Mac. Mm hmm. And then you're going to like. to like more unionized ball at like the the junior league levels and stuff. All right, right. so that wrap, that wraps up our baseball conversation. I wasn't intending on bringing up the Dusty Baker story, but since it was relevant to the discussion, I figured I'd do so. And then we obviously paid a little bit of tribute to the history of the game there. Well, I mean, uh, not the one let's mention the fact that there was another bit of baseball history, a teeny bit that I can touch on. Clayton Kershaw. Now the all-time career strikeout leader in Dodgers history. Taking that mantle from, don't tell me, don't tell me. I feel like I know this. Uh, Hershiser? Nope. I'm not tossing another guess out. Winner of the... I was about Sandy to say, Co- winner Sandy of the Koufax. 1965 World Series Game 7, Sandy Koufax. Kershaw ended the night on 2,700 even. Koufax. So he's about a season away if he can keep at this pace from 3,000. All right. That reminds me. Let's make a note for this story for next week. Uh, Rob Manfred has lost his goddamn mind. Gotcha. And you know the story I'm referring to now, since I bring this up now. 
not guilty of week. not guilty of a crime, but you know where I'm going with that, right, Eric? Yeah, yeah. That's all, I, that's, that's all I'll say for now because I have a lot to say about it. There, there's a lot to unpack. Especially as somebody who has the leanings in the bedroom that I do. Same here. Again, a lot to unpack. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Manfred, to quote Jim Cornette once again, thank you, fuck you, bye. Standards and practices family show? Nope. We'll, we'll explain more off air to fill in standards and practices for next week. I assume Standards and Practices knows this story at the very least. Hold on. I will send two words in the group chat and it should give it away. Uh, oh, you, yeah. We'll have, yeah. A, we'll have a nice full-length conversation about that next week when we have more time to do so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. I reiterate my earlier cornetting. T Y F Y B. All right. Y E. Give him a monkey. <laughs> it was grown worthy, but give him a monkey. All right, so where does that bring us on our format, Mr. Watkins? Oh, does that right. bring us to DeAndre Hop? Does that bring us to DeAndre Hop? DeAndre Hopkins fucking around and finding out. As a matter of fact, it, it well, not quite. Before DeAndre fucking around and finding out, and oh, the Liverpool, USFL. Liverpool. Yeah. Um, yeah, things got a little bit hairy on. No, no pun intended. Things got a little bit hairy on Tuesday afternoon for about a half. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take that monkey. Thank you, standards and practices. I know that was you because Eric didn't reach for his keyboard. <laughs> uh, the, man's getting, the man is getting smart, Eric. I don't know how we're going to handle this. We have our ways. So, Anfield last Wednesday, Villarreal came to Anfield. Liverpool won two to nothing. Return game at Villarreal this Tuesday because the days flop for the semifinals. And Villarreal is up two to nothing at halftime, drawing the tide level on aggregate. And sending Liverpool's hopes of a quad, Carabao Cup, FA Cup, Champions League, EPL, into a tizzy. Liverpool outscores Villarreal 3-0 in the second half. And onward to Paris they go, 5-2 on aggregate. And I mean, again... We talked about this on Soccer to the Max episode in the YouTube archives on the Search W2M network. Y'all just woke up 
And it was at that point to where there was just nothing that Unai Emery could do. As soon as Luis Diaz came on at the half, solidified right down the center of the pitch, hooking up to that front three, it was game over. And then Sadio Mane at approximately the 80-minute mark decided, yeah, we're done here. Meanwhile, the other tied in UEFA in UEFA Champions League semifinals. <laughs> Holy shit, what a series of games. <laughs> we start in the Etihad where City takes down Real Madrid 4 to 3. We go back to Madrid for the second half, the Bena, uh, what now? The Ber Estadio Bernabeu. Bernabeu, thank you. Where City scores first and is now up five to three on aggregate. At which point Rodrigo decides, you know what? F this. I'm putting this team on my back. Back to back goals within, what was it, five minutes of each other? Try about a minute. Manchester City was literally no more than 90 seconds away right. from Paris. 90, the 90th minute and then the 90 plus one in stoppage time to send it to OT. And then that's where Captain Clutch Kareem Benzema decides to show up once again. And it is six to five on aggregate. Liverpool Football Club versus Real Madrid Saturday, May 28th, 3 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. European, British Standard. Um, Central, the wait, no, because it wouldn't technically, it would technically be British. Wait, no, France, but. Yeah, what but they, remember, it's in France. France, so yeah. So you're talking not quite Central European. It would be Western European daylight would that, time. Would that be like 9 p.m. France? Uh, 9 p.m. France time for kickoff? Uh, it would still be 8 o'clock because with British summertime, they move forward, putting them in like the same time zone. Oh, so Paris and London would be in the same time zone at that point. So it's mm -hmm. still 8 p.m. Paris locals, 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh-huh. Gotcha. The game will be shown on CBS proper. And the quest for a quad continues. Okay, because I'm going to have my prediction and kind of reiterate my thoughts there. But before we sign off, can we get a score run down? Attempted the interstate, was a sweep sweeper in Florida 52, going 20 in a 60. Um, which scores you need if you're talking about all the hockey playoffs tonight? Because we'll have you covered there, John. Uh, Rangers five, Penguins two, Panthers five, Capitals one, a minute and a half left in the game, Colorado one, Nashville nothing, 537 left in the first period, Calgary Dallas to drop puck approximately 30 minutes after the conclusion of actually no they'll probably drop puck early because 
this this game was supposed to be off the air at ten o'clock. Yeah. So they'll probably go right to the puck drop in uh they'll probably go right to the puck drop in Calgary. Oh yeah. All right. So that takes us to the USFL rule change then, and then we'll we'll wrap it up with the uh we'll wrap it up with the D Hop story. Mm-hmm. Now, oh, come on. Come now, on. Now we all know the main thing about the USFL, especially with all of the games being at the progressive field in the regular season in Birmingham, Alabama. Well, is pro progressive field or the other Legion field that they have in Birmingham as well. Right. But their main thing is the draw on television, the ratings, which have been overall right about what Fox has expected. NBC has been drawing about 800,000 Fox has been drawing a million. USA has been drawing about 300,000. However, the main complaint, especially in terms of an ad revenue standpoint, the games have been gone on a little bit too long. Traditionally closer to three and a half hours versus your standard three-hour desired window. So the USFL has made what some consider a minor tweak, what others have is for a big deal. Normally, the clock would stop after an incomplete pass. However, as, start... is, as is tradition with the NFL and college football. Right. However, they're borrowing a trick from the old NFL Europa, at least for the first and third quarters. What would eventually become the World League. Other way around. Or it was, was, the World League. was the World League became NFL Europa, correct? Right. And we're final in Florida, Washington. Suck it, Capitals. As rats get thrown onto the ice. Ah, the old rat trick. Classic from that infested-ass Miami arena back in the day. 18 minutes, 24 seconds. Puck has already dropped to Dallas and Calgary. Yep, they started that one on True TV. Now it's moved over to TBS for those of but you interested. Back to yeah, they didn't even go to a post game on the Rangers there. They they literally, I just watched it. They cut it straight over to Calgary, Dallas. Back to the USL for rule change, Eric. So, following a rule from that playbook, in the first and third quarters, the clock will no longer stop after an incomplete pass. The second and fourth quarters will be the same. Basically, first and third quarters are going to play high school rules with the running clock. In essence, yes, because how they did it in uh, NFL Europa, it was all right. Clock stopped momentarily. Ref blew the whistle to start the 35 second play clock. On you go. My guess would be it'll probably take it'll probably stop the clock long enough for them to reset the football for the next play, and then Thanks. as soon and then as soon as they're good to go, basically. Me, personally, I'm not really mad about this. You're still keeping your two-minute warning timing rules. I assume that's probably going to be another change down the road. Maybe they could do something like that more permanent going into next season to where they have it, the full NFL Europa rules to where they would only stop the clock after an incomplete pass in the final two minutes of the first and third quarter the final five minutes of the second and fourth quarter. 
Well, if you recall, we actually had this conversation in the uh, in the BWSR talent uh, chat on Discord mm -hmm. when we, while we were prepping this show. And I think my exact words to you were when you told me that were probably a TV executive ruling from the games running too long. And that's exactly it's what how I said it before. What's understood doth not be spoken aloud. Everybody knows that's exactly what's up. For those who get it, no explanation is necessary. For those who don't, no explanation will do. Uh, here's the thing. So Spring League football, some um, exhibitionist football, basically you could call this B-level football if we're being honest. These games don't need to be running three and a half, four hours long. No, not because at all. for as much as there is a demographic that wants year-round football, there is only so much of that football that that demographic is willing to consume with the wide variety of other options that are available this time of the year. NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball starting, NASCAR getting into the thick of things, um, the PGA Tour getting ready to reach its second major, the LIV tour with Norman about to launch in the beginning of uh, May, I believe it, or in the beginning of June, I believe it is. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's still a thing? Yep. And there are players asking for waivers in order to participate. Sergio Garcia is the most recent name to do so. I'll be a monkey's bare-ass uncle. Hakuna Matata. <laughs> so... Appropriate monkey is appropriate. <laughs> Both of us making monkey references there. Eric with the monkey's barest uncle, me tying it to Rafiki and the Lion King. All right. So the point being is that in this current culture of the availability to watch pretty much anything we want to whenever we want to watch it, you have a expectancy, a attention span that you have to cater to and these games running three and a half, four hours is outside of the attention span that these fans are willing to cater to and that these executives that are selling these ad spaces are willing to sacrifice specifically on primetime weekend slots as well. Like um, the games that were airing on primetime on Fox uh, just this last weekend, I believe. They had a game at four and then a game at 7.30, and that 7.30 game didn't end up starting until like 8 o'clock because the 4 o'clock game ran almost a half an hour long. Not to mention with the fact that for those who still watch the CFL, that's available. Plus, the elephant in the room in the name of the XFL still making moves and still ready to go without potentially a hub format in 2023. More direct competition with the uh, with the USFL, and one would argue uh, significantly more competition with the XFL's tie into the NFL as kind of a developmental system. Plus, with their latest news about roster size, initial rosters are still going to be seventy, as previously mentioned. But the final rosters are going to match the NFL size of fifty-three. So 17 on the taxi squad now instead of 25, because originally when we talked about this story, it was 45 for game day rosters. Right. 
I remember that. All right. Um, I always knew DeAndre Hopkins was a cheater. Uh, uh, I mean, how, how else do you explain him outleaping three Bills defenders on that Hale Murray? <laughs> he cheated. Overturn it. It's not going to matter. Hail Mary, full of yards. The ball was with Nuke. Blessed art thou, triple coverage in the hour fourth down. <laughs> Give yourself a monkey. Catholicism be damned. I'm glad at least you got that one, unlike standards and practices over there. Buffalo, uh, in fairness, Buffalo did rip off the winning streak that took them all the way to the AFC title game right after that loss, so I can't be too upset about it. The point being, though, uh, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins managed to pick himself up a six-game suspension for PEDs. Ah, man, really? Now, and this is the big overarching question. Was this a factor... And the Cardinals going out and getting Hollywood Brown from Baltimore in that trade was you know, it something that they were anticipating. Was it something that they already knew? Or was this just a case of the Ravens being franchisee old dumbasses and trading away one of their best wide receivers? I mean, it do be facts, though. Uh, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cardinals knew that there was pending pending action against uh, against D-Hop. And even if even if they know Hollywood's not going to be able to fully fill the shoes of a DeAndre Hopkins, because let's be honest, who can? Hopkins right. is arguably the best wide receiver in the National Football League right now. So glad he took his ass out of the AFC South. Uh, yeah, former um, former. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Hold on, Houston Texan. Correct. Took me a second to get there, but I got there. All right. <laughs> Um, so back to my point though. Yeah. You would have to think that even in the absence of Hopkins, if they can get a fraction of the production that Hopkins would have given them from Hollywood, then that in and of itself is enough to justify the trade that happened in round one of the NFL draft that we covered with R and R last week on the sports reporters draft special. KLCZ.com 88.9 FM in the Lewiston Idaho, Clarksville, or Clarkston, uh, Washington vicinity. I was going to say, Clarksville is Tennessee, buddy. Tuesday nights, traditionally, um, 8 to 10, or excuse me, 9 to 11 Eastern, 6 to 8 uh, Pacific. 4 to 6 Hawaiian. There you go. All right. Uh, your thoughts on the D-Hop? You think this... You think this is a case of they knew something was about to happen with D-Hop and that's why they went after Hollywood? Uh, for me, in my case, yes. Because you've got, you. first of all, you made a great deal for a capable receiver. And even then, if this goes this full six-game suspension because you would imagine some kind of appeal, knocking down, what have you, you still got very good depth when Hopkins comes back because it's going to take him a couple of games to really get back in that flow. So you're not going to see the nuke you're used to seeing until really mid season. So I'm saying yes. And I think that was a very good business sense and on field sense move in that case, little bit. You want to say slightly shady, but shady for the right reasons as I like to be. 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, that, that one! That one got your attention! Not my whole Hail Murray spiel earlier. That one got your attention. Okay. <laughs> All right, I got to see if I can't find the D-Hop story because I'm pretty sure I pulled it up on my uh, on my browser in order to discuss it. Here we go. All right. I did actually. I will send you this link. Uh, I will send you this link on Facebook to uh, Messenger to include in the show description. Arizona Cardinals wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins confused and shocked by positive test for PEDs. Josh Weinfuss, ESPN staff writer. Arizona Cardinals star wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins has been suspended six games for violating the NFL's policy on performance enhancing drugs. The league announced Monday. Hopkins' brand manager, Doug Sanders, wrote in a text message to Adam Schefter, who now gets the Michael Richards treatment, that a test in November returned trace elements of a banned substance and that tests in both the month before and after were negative. I, am conf I was confused and shocked, Hopkins tweeted later. I am very mindful of what I put in my body and have always taken a holistic approach, so I am working with my team to investigate how this could have happened. But as careful as I have been, clearly I wasn't careful enough. For that, I apologize to Cardinals fans, my teammates, and the entire Cardinals organization. I never want to let my team down. I fully intend to get to the bottom of this. As soon as I have more information, I will share it. The suspension, like we just talked about, comes four days after the Cardinals traded their first-round pick in the 2022 draft to the Baltimore Ravens on Thursday for wide receiver Marquise Hollywood-Brown. Again, a very sensible trade in that situation, but and I'm glad that the article like made these points as far as with the samples in everything from those tests to me i'm curious as to what the substance was but at least prima fascia it seems like this was more isolated and with you can't quite call it rampant but a significant increase in cases of a lot of supplements and different things being contaminated yeah and then, players unknowingly take them, this is a good initial grounds for an appeal. I will I will say this much. I made I made the joke at the start of this conversation about knowing DeAndre Hopkins was a cheater. Obviously that was intended super tongue in cheek. D Hop is and has been one of the best wide receivers in the NFL going back to his days playing with Deshaun Watson in Houston. Um, the dude is an absolute freak athlete and has the ability to single-handedly change a game on a dime. As we saw with the Hail Murray full of grace that ended that ended the Buffalo Bills uh handed Buffalo a third loss back in the 2019 season. Ah, uh, can I also offer a little bit of breaking news as I'm perusing the schedule here? Uh what schedule are you perusing? I'm going through. Ladies and gentlemen, footy is back. I said this previously on R and R Sports. They Report. finally, they finally brought Aussie Rules back to Fox. Yay! And you will be glad to know. No, I won't, because my team sucks. 
Well, then you won't be that glad to know <laughs> that one of the first games on the schedule, 6.30 a.m. Eastern, tomorrow, Friday, from 3.30 Pacific, 1.30 Hawaiian. <laughs> from Optus Stadium out in Perth, the Fremantle Dockers take on your kangaroos. My North Melbourne Ruse. <laughs> that Who that are- game is on FS2. The first game back officially on FS1. That is, if I saw that correctly, Saturday, 5 a.m. Eastern. From the Gabba in Brisbane, the Lions hosting the lowly West Coast Eagles. A couple of quick updates. Dallas has taken a one nothing lead on Calgary, and Nashville has tied Colorado with the first intermission at one. Good. Mutter, 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 mutter. No, 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 no. I'm not salty of how the Panthers won the President's Trophy whatsoever when it was completely preventable. No, no, no. Brian? Your thoughts on the DeAndre Hopkins story. I'm sure you heard most of the conversation we had there. And again, as tongue-in-cheek as I intended the comment earlier, kind of surprising to see one of the poster childs of the NFL being popped for a PED suspension. I mean, the way I figure it is this, right? Just don't do it. Like, flat out. Like... I, 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 I have to I, I have to kind of harken back to at, at one of one of John Nielsen's rules of life as he as he puts it, right? If you don't think you're gonna get caught, you're gonna get caught. It's just a matter of time to to paraphrase, right? Like it just, if you, just flat out don't do it. If you if you're taking something that is, you know, questionable, right? Like even if you don't have the 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 you don't have malice of forethought a uh, 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 forethought right right like you you don't intend to be malicious in doing so if it's questionable find out what the fuck is in the shit because yeah DeAndre Hopkins is indeed a star you know rising star in the NFL and that's just a bad look for the NFL who's been you know had some not so great looks recently. Well, I would make the argument that if his test samples the month before and the month after were both negative, that this was possibly just a bad batch of protein powder that caused him to pop positive. I mean, that is always all that is always a, a possibility that he can, you know, that, that it was a, a, a false positive, right? Like these things do exist. You know, they try their damnedest to make sure that they don't happen, which is why they ensure on, you know, multiple testing uh, attempts and all that. Both both samples did return positive for the ones that were tested, though. And that's the thing, right? If both samples tested positive, that's not a, you know, fluke false positive thing to me. That, That shows, again... Even if it wasn't intentional, it was still, it's there. So either either a trainer, a coach, somebody fucked with his, his, his shit, or he's doing it on his own intentionally. 
either way, there needs to be an investigation. Because to me, DeAndre Hopkins doesn't seem to be the guy that would do PEDs. Maybe I'm wrong here, right? Maybe, you know, it comes to light and he, you know, decides to come out and just, you know, clean admit to it. Maybe as part of some, for lack of a better term, plea bargain with the NFL. Um, hey, I admit to it. I go, I go to a class and get some help or rehab or whatever. And my suspension gets cut in half. Well, I did have the quote from the article that says that he made no excuses about what happened and that he apologizes for letting down the uh, letting down the fan base, the organization, as well as his teammates. Now, now, was this a written statement or was this like a press conference thing? Because if it's a written statement, I guarantee you it's probably some PR person that wrote it for him, probably who works for the team. Uh, it's from his personal Twitter page, as I understand it. I, the link will be included in the article. Uh, the link will be included in the show description for everybody to go check out. Eric, I already sent it to you on Messenger. It will. All, it will be included in the description appropriately once we sign off. All right. Uh, speaking of signing off, I think that leaves us with just one last little piece of business to transact. We gave credit to Michael Lanzalotti earlier. Let's look at the other side of that in sports, shall we? time for dick of the week ah so you guys were spared not having to hear this rant because of the sports reporters nfl draft special last week mr watkins if i may have the floor please you self-righteous arrogant entitled Pricks. I'm referring to you, Yankees fans. Yankee Stadium, two weeks ago. The Guardians are in town. And Stephen Kwan, Guardians outfielder, who has been on an amazing run since starting with the team at the beginning of this season, in a game that is Four to three Guardians at the time. Attempts to make a catch up against the wall to end the game. Misjudges where the ball is and runs face first into the fence that protects the outer wall. It's like a mesh fence kind of thing. Uh, You know Mm -hmm. what I'm referring to. Yeah. Yankees fans then proceed to mock him while he is being attended to by the Guardians trainer. To the point that the other Guardians outfielders come over to where Quan is being attended to, and one of them, I'm going to need help with the name on who it was, because the name is escaping me right now. I'll probably have to go back and look at that one. The Fence Climber. While Eric does that, one of the one of the Guardians players actually hops up on the chain link fence and tells a guy in the front row to do something about it. Miles Straw. That's it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So Quan gets checked out. Quan stays in the game. Yankees fans are still heckling him. 
Next pitch or next batter for the Yankees. Uh, RBI single straight up the gap. Uh, walk it off. Y Yankees win five to four. And instead of celebrating their victory, what do Yankees fans do? Proceed to start throwing beers, water bottles, and other various rubbish at Miles Straw and the Indians center fielder. I'm not saying that this is a Yankee exclusive thing because it's obviously not. There are plenty of fans who act like assholes on the account of adult beverages imbibed. That being said, to any one of you Yankees fans in attendance that threw anything onto the field, you are a disgrace to America's game. Jonathan Nielsen, JTN 2002, as a New York native, boo to you stadium fans, shame even. The exact 180 of this happened with a Yankees fan in Toronto at Rogers Center with the Lanzalotti story that we shared earlier. With the Blue Jays fan giving the Aaron Judge home run ball to the little kid in the, in the Judge jersey. Yankees fans, plain and simple, be better and don't be a dick. Eric? Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> I mean, yeah, even I saw the highlights of that on YouTube, and I was just, like, shocked to see I that. I saw the highlights on ESPN, and I thought, just what the hell? Bad enough that you've got, you know, Cubs fans trying to fight, emphasis on trying, and the see what, just a couple days ago. I you mean, see what the Cubs Twitter sent out today? Mm -mm. <laughs> if we can get through today's game with the White Sox without a fight in the stands, we'll go for ice cream. Winner gets sprinkles. <laughs> That popped me. So yeah. Um I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's a Yankee exclusive thing. I'm not saying it's a baseball exclusive thing. I specifically remember the story we talked about with Kevin Durant Kevin Durant a couple of uh, a couple of episodes ago where a guy was heckling Durant uh, at courtside and telling Durant you need to step up to the point that Kevin finally looked at him and said, You need to shut the fuck up. The Mike Tyson plane incident, the fight in the stands at SoFi, Dave Chappelle getting tackled on stage at the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, this is a tr bigger trend. If you pay for a ticket, your job is to sit there and enjoy the show. Do not make yourself part of it. Don't be a dick. Plain and simple. Again, couldn't have said it better myself, really. I don't have specific names of anybody. I heard that there were arrests made, but I can neither confirm nor deny that. I don't have any specific names. But, yeah. Ridiculous. All right. I think that about wraps it up for us, Mr. Watkins. Indeed it does. Um, 
Well, Mr. Standards and Practices, when you're not here going ahead and making sure we act right, where can they find you, both on the network and elsewhere? Um, I am at the Andesian on Twitter. Um, MSI is coming up, what is it, next week, I believe is correct? Uh, do, 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 I gotta Tuesday. open up this, Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, so uh, expect some live tweeting, especially I, I've got Tuesday off. So we'll definitely be doing the live tweeting, opening up uh, the League of Legends um, mid-season invitational, the minor, um, or some some uh, regions would call it. This is a major tournament, whereas the uh, World Championship is obviously that a championship tournament. Um, we'll be covering that on League to the Max or whatever. Uh, which is Mondays here on the W2Web Network. But again, we will be, uh, we do plan on having special day recap shows uh, while MSI is running. So be prepared for lots of League to the Max content coming up here. Um, as well, you can find me along with these other two wonderful gentlemen with me here on Life is Like a Game Show Tuesday nights here on the W2Web Network. <laughs> Yes, Harry, you will be seen on Tuesday. You're good. <laughs> um, despite technical difficulties that uh, Harry had last week, uh, Harry Watkins, or Harry Watkins, wow! <laughs> <laughs> Harry Broadhurst and Eric Watkins <laughs> will both be seen on Tuesday night. Harry Watkins, on the other hand, is not a part of this network. Brother, say, I know we have a wavelength, but I, Bro is really, brother, is it really you? <laughs> you looked the wrong way there. <laughs> I just realized that when I looked up at the screen. <sighs> oh and, yeah, um, we are talking pressure luck month all month long on uh, life is like a game show, and of course, I would be remiss to not look over. At my uh, good friend and partner here, Mr. Eric Watkins, uh, for Point of Viewer, Sunday I nights here on the W2M Network with the occasional uh, not Harry Broadhurst uh, making a disembodied not appearance on the show. Not Harry actually has an update for this week. If I join, it will be in progress. This Sunday is WrestleMania Backlash. I'll be with my regular pay-per-view crew. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my middle I name. Know, I kind of like. I kind of like Eric Broadhurst better. I mean, it makes more sense. It uh, sounds uh, more broadcast. It sounds more television. -y. My middle name does begin with an E. Uh, it's not Eric, for the record. <laughs> but. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's that's where you can find me. It is, uh, uh, yeah, a lot of shows, a lot of things going on. Like I said, we got the merger going on this month. We got lots of live live league tournament coverage to handle. Um, big month over on Life is Like a Game Show, covering one of the greatest game shows of all time. Pressure luck. Um, so yeah, lot, lots to tune into, lots of places to find us here on the network. 
speaking of which, and I know this isn't relevant to our show, but it is relevant to this past Tuesday night's episode of Lilacs. Um, I I would have created quite the debate with this with this with this piece right here, and we can discuss it on point of view if you guys want to. We'll go more in depth with it. I actually like the question format for second chance more than I like the question format for pressure luck. We can because outside of the whole latest updates on the McNugget, as the rooster was named previously, not by me. Outside of that. And again, some other like weird dreams and a delicious concoction that I just invented before air. It's been less of a weird week than usual, but nevertheless, it'll be Sunday night, and you know what that means. Well, we'll chime in a little bit more on Second Chance on Point of Viewer this Sunday as I kind of uh, take an opportunity to discuss the show myself. Mr. Watkins, where can people find you online? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Squid Sports Head. Um, definitely going to be doing some more live tweeting now that Footy is back, especially if I get some games where I'll actually be more awake. But other than that... Yeah, seriously, 6.30 a.m.? Come on, guys. You're killing me. Time zones, not to mention the fact that now all of Australia is in uh, daylight saving themselves that throws an extra hour ahead of things. But anyway... So you will see me there, Facebook, Guy, Wine, Recliner, Laundry, Eric Watkins, you know what to do. Um, slide into my DMs as well as maybe someone else's DMs as far as, you know, strict and thorough vetting process to go ahead and get some access to some very welcome, dark social media and other things. As far as the network... Point of Viewer Sundays. As we saw, it's a big month for League to the Max or whatever as we'll be covering MSI. It's a big month for Life is Like a Game Show as we're covering Pressure Luck. It's an extra big month at Soccer to the Max. It's not only will we be doing Know Your Teams for the World Cup on Saturdays. The Islamic Republic of Iran available in the archives. Islamic, Pub- Islamic Republic of Iran. Trust me, there's been comments. That's what I said. <laughs> I said the Islamic Republic of Iran. No, you have to pronounce it Iran. That's really? what the comments were about. Oh, yes. Lord. That? Trust me. It was S. Actually- S. Dot, S. Garmer at gmail.com. Continue, Eric. So not only are we doing that Saturdays on Thursdays, starting with Haiti, another Know Your Teams feature as we will be covering all eight teams and the CONCACAF W Championship, the tournament for women's Olympic and World Cup qualifying that'll be starting in July. So we're going to be doing another lead up. So that'll be Thursdays, regular shows, most likely Wednesdays and uh, Saturdays for the World Cup. So, aside from that, I'm here, as you see on BWSR, point of viewer. You're going to see my face a lot this summer. Just be prepared. Occasionally on point of viewer, depending on my schedule. Obviously, life is like a game show here on um, BWSR, the Broadhurst Walking Sports Report. 
No watching black and white. There. I was I mean, wait, this is not my gimmick unless it's point of viewer. I was looking over at other stuff, catching up on things. <laughs> Either way. Uh, it's, yeah, we it, know exactly what you were overlooking at, buddy. Uh, at no, H- that, no, although interesting moment for point of viewer as well of what happened today in that regard. Oh, at ATB the Eagle, pretty much everywhere social media related Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. Uh, kind of, sort of, Snapchat ish, I guess. I still have it, but I don't use it. It, it. it exists in the periphery of my socials. How's that? The ethereal periphery. It's existentially still there, if not active. <laughs> Going back to our conversations from the six-hour run of Point of Viewer a couple of weeks ago. Which? Uh, has, has that been broken down into the three episodes yet? Um, That should happen this weekend. <laughs> I'll take that as a no. Okay, duly noted. I, look, I have he's, a lot going been, on personally. You're good. Busy. You're he's good. been busy. I thought Eric was the one separating it. I was trying to give him shit. No. <laughs> oh, hell, hell no. I don't Eric have that doesn't software. Have, I was going to say, Eric doesn't have the editing software to do that. You have been listening to the Brothers Watkins Sports Report. Sports in black and white. A presentation of the W2M Network. A subsidiary of American... (laughs) In association with American Whammy Media? A part of. A part of. (laughs) A part of. that simple. A part of. Stop. Rewind. (laughs) You have been listening to the Broadhurst Walking Sports Report. Sports in black and white. A presentation of the W2M Network, a part of American Whammy Media. Online at W2Mnet.com. New website coming soon. In addition, you can find us on all of your favorite audio podcast listening services. iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, Podbean, CastBox, Overcast. Rate and review us five stars. Make sure you guys check out the link to Discord available in the show description. And also check us out on your favorite video platforms, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook. Everywhere but Twitch is W2M Network. Twitch is W2M Net. For standards and practices and the HNIC of American Whammy Productions, Brian Espinoza. You run the company, he runs the media. Didn't we just discuss that? Yes, but the way you made it sound was that he ran the company and I'm just no. standards and practices. I was getting I, you first, then him, because he gets second billing here because he's the co-host. The DSDO of the W2M Network and the CEO of American Whammy Media, Eric Watkins. Yeah, if you had reversed that, that would have been perfect. If you said me, CEO, and him, HNIC, that would have been perfect. Yeah, it was funnier my way. I'm the host. <laughs> I am I'm the host of USR. You have been listening and or watching the Broader Walking Sports Report, a presentation of the W2M Network. We'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for watching, everybody. Bye-bye, everyone. Konnichiwa, bitches! Konnichiwa, bitches!
bao giá 